A road in England has an unusual assailant. And then what happens when bad journalism meets the paranormal? You get an interactive adventure today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. Just a quick reminder, we do have our merch store up if you want to help support the show, support the channel. Check out our merch store. We got stickers and uh, uh, we should have a calendar, but we don't. We have stickers and a t-shirt and posters. Help us support the channel. Wear the swag. Get the word out. It all is awesome and you will look good doing it. Unless the sticker. I mean, you can't wear a sticker. You put on something and then you look good holding that thing with the sticker on it. Let's go ahead and move on to our first story. Now, our first story is actually a request from Stuart Meatball on YouTube. Now, we were talking... I don't remember what the reference was. We were talking recently about something from Britain. Some British story. Um, I don't... It might have been the Grinning Man. I'm not for sure, but... We were talking about something in Britain on, on the podcast that I can't remember, so I'm sure it was super memorable. But Stuart says, have you ever heard of the hairy hands of Devon? And it's also sometimes known as the hairy hands of Dartmoor. It, you know what? I don't get it about England. Like, they gotta have ten names for everything. So uh, this story, this is my notes right here. It says, it takes place in England, in the county of Devon, on the road in Dartmoor in Postbridge. And then I have a little thing going, town, city? Like, I don't know what is what over there. So again, I can never make heads or tails of where anything is at in Britain. So let's just assume this is two miles south of the Shire. And actually, they call stuff Shires over there, so that joke actually isn't a joke. It's a fact. So I'm just done trying to figure out stuff that happens in Britain. But, before I completely give up on that entire country, let's talk about the hairy hands of the country of England and the county of Devon and the road in Dartmoor and Postbridge. So, imagine you're driving day or night. It doesn't really matter with this phenomenon. You're driving down this road in, we'll say, Dartmoor. You're driving down this road. You're like, Jason, I want to go there. I want to know where it's at. You just can't rant about... The geographical listings in England. But, 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 okay, check out the, check out the show notes. You're driving down Dartmoor. Everything's going fine. Got your one hand on the wheel, the other hand on your honey, because you're Winnie the Pooh. That's a literal honey. And you're driving down the road. Get your head stuck in a beehive. You're driving down the road, and you start to feel the car veer a little bit to the right. And you're like, oh, I better correct. I better, oh, bother. Better correct. That might have been the worst Winnie the Pooh impression on record. Anyways, forget Winnie the Pooh. You're driving down the road, and it starts to lean a little bit to the other side, and you're like, oh, I better correct the other way. And this is going on, and then you see it. Materialize out of nothing, you see two hairy hands, two hirsute hands, grab your steering wheel and begin shaking it violently one way to the other. You lose control of your vehicle. It goes careening off the road. It's all tipped over. There's one tire still dramatically spinning. You see, like, smoke coming out of the hood. And as you crawl out of your car, you see the hairy hands slowly disappear. Now, that sounds like a ridiculous story. And it is, but a lot of people have experienced this thing. And what's odd about it is that these are all fairly recent. England's been around, if you don't know much about England, England's been around for thousands of years. 
So a lot of the hauntings and stuff we see over there are like, oh yeah, King Henry's ghost is floating around with this head of Anne Boleyn or whatever. This didn't start until 1910, and it actually preceded automobiles. Originally, well, it had some automobiles, but a lot of it was bicyclists, people riding their bike down this street. It's the road between Post Bridge and Two Bridges. I got far enough down in my notes where I have that specified. People would be riding their bicycle, and the bicycle would violently shift in one direction, and they'd go tumbling off. Back then, they would just kind of roll around on the ground and get back up, dust themselves off, and be like, what was that weird phenomenon? But as auto- obviously as automobiles became more prevalent, you begin having fatal accidents. People driving down this road 60 miles an hour, the car shifts to one side, people die. In 1921, there was a doctor who was riding his motorcycle, and he had two little girls. His, they weren't like just random girls that he kidnapped. His two daughters were in a sidecar, and the motorcycle completely veers off to one side of the road, and he dies, they survive. But they didn't mention it. They didn't say, oh yeah, I saw these big hairy hands show up. Looked like an Italian jumped on the front of the motorcycle. They didn't notice anything. They just realized that he had lost control, that they careened off. It was in August of 1921. It was actually just a couple months. That first one happened in June 1921, August 1921. There was an army captain driving down that same road. And he was the first one to see the hairy hands appear out of nowhere. And he, he had a fight for control of the vehicle. It crashed. He survived, obviously, so he could tell the story of the hairy hands. And then in 1924, oddly enough, there was a man and a woman in a caravan, which is an English word for a mobile home. And they were just chilling, hanging out in their caravan in 1924, doing whatever people listening to swing music or just sitting there feeling depressed. I Did, did they have the Great Depression in England or was that just an American thing? Did the English just go, ah, whatever, like, stuff kind of cost a bit more? Was it not as bad over there? But anyway, they may have been living the high life then. They might have been way better off than us Dust Bowl Americans. But they're sitting in their caravan, and the woman notices there were disembodied hairy hands trying to, like, bang on the window, trying to get in. So it's not just that you had to be driving around. They, these hands, one, were intelligent. They could, like, try, like... They weren't doing like Sudoku or anything, but they were obviously smart enough to know which way to pull your car, which would make it careen, which I technically, I guess, is any way you're not going will make you crash. But also to float around and try to break on windows and stuff. I guess that's not a sign of intelligence because a monkey does that. But anyways, she made the sign of the cross. The hairy hands disappeared. So you started having all of these sightings of this hairy hand attack in Dartmoor. And, and then the, actually the latest hand sighting, though, was in around 1962. So we did have an end to it. This one, again, was particularly creepy. This person's driving to the road. They pull over to the side of the road. And they need to check their map. Paper map. They didn't have MapQuest back then. Do they still even use MapQuest? They didn't have Google Maps back then. Imagine this. You're sitting in your car, and you hold up your map, and you're like, hmm, I'm going to go here, I'm going to go here, and then I go to this county, and what? I just don't understand English geography. And then once you drop the map, like it's perfectly covering your view of the front windshield. Once you drop the map, there's hairy hands pressing on your front windshield trying to get in. Perfect jump scare moment. Dude freaked out, hit the gas, drove away. Hairy hands didn't get in. But so people really started looking into this because there was a ton of sightings in this area. And, And again, this is what I always find fascinating about these stories, is when we have an answer. Apparently the road has what's called a camber, where it's pointy in the middle and sloped on both sides in certain places not an ideal situation for a road and 
if you're going on a straightaway and the road will start to camber in certain points, guess what? It will Your car will veer to one side or the other. So there actually was a legitimate thing going on where people were getting into car accidents on this road more often than not. But it was because the actual shape of the road, you'd be driving straight and then it would start to whatever reason they designed it like that. Or it was just an accident over huge stretches of road, but the road would start to lift up in the middle and be sloped on the sides and you're going a straightaway. The road changes and you would careen off in one side or the other. They fixed the road and the sightings of the hairy hands stopped. But we have a a natural reason for why people would be getting in car accidents. Why were people seeing the hairy hands to begin with? Here's my hypothesis, and I have no proof of this. What if the hairy hands weren't causing the accidents? What if the hairy hands were trying to stop the accidents? What if you were driving down this road, and your car would start to careen, and you would start to overcorrect, hands would appear from somewhere, to try to correct you into the right angle, and through panicking in your own power, because you don't give up to the hairy hands, just give up to the hairy hands, they'll take care of you. Because you fight it, you are causing the accident. I mean, either the hairy hands don't exist at all, it was a total hallucination, on the same stretch of road that people were getting into accidents on, or the road was already flawed, and the hairy hands wanted to make more accidents, or... The road was flawed, people were getting in accidents, and something was appearing to prevent them from getting in an accident. It's an interesting story, but I'm thinking of stuff like The Third Man, where people, we've talked about that on a past episode, when people would go on hikes and someone would appear and kind of guide them through the rest of their hike. Or maybe even a hairy guardian angel. I don't know. But hairy hands of Dartmoor between Post Bridge and Two Bridges. Maybe you're the good guy. Maybe your hairy hands were sent from above to save the lives, and we, by overcorrecting, were making you the bad guy. So hats off to you, hairy hands. I have no other way to end that. Let's go ahead and move on to our next story. Now, let's talk about a little website called Backpackerverse. We talked about Backpackerverse yesterday, and I thought Backpackerverse was a website that talked about Places to go hiking, hence the name Backpackerverse. I found out recently that that's not the case. That may be what kind of what they do, but if you go to their website, they have tons of stuff about psychics and astrology and ghosts, and that makes what's about to come even more egregious. Because when I thought they were just a hiking website that every so often did a ghost article, I could understand how something like this slipped through quality control. But if they do this on the regular... They got some serious problems over there. So let's go ahead and take a look at what I'm talking about. But first, I want you to pick a number. I want you to pick a number between 1 and 5. Okay, you got it? We're going to go on a journey. They wrote an article called The 10 Most Haunted Places in California That Will Make You Scream. Quite the mouthful. 10 Most Haunted Places in California That Will Make You Scream. Now, there's a lot of competition There's a lot of haunted places in California. But Backpackerverse said, "Ah, let's just make it up. Let's just make stuff up. Because people who are into ghosts and the paranormal, they don't care about facts. They don't care about cross-referencing anything. They just want to read ghosts in something. The word haunted, 
And that's it. Now, to be fair, I did click on this article, so they got my eyeballs, and the article's going to be below, so they may have your eyeballs. But we're going to go through five of these, the top five. And I want you to ask yourself two things. One, the number you picked will be the way that you die. And two, imagine a world where what I'm about to tell you is true. Imagine a world where the paranormal events I'm about to go through actually happen are verifiable. Because according to this article, these things are 100% true. Imagine how you would go about your daily life if you knew it was possible to die in one of these ways. First off, we're going to the Aqua Manza Cemetery in Colton, California. As far as I know, these places don't even exist. But we're going there. And here we are going to meet the Gang of Dark Souls. We're creeping through a cemetery all spooky. Full, what's it about full moons being scary? Is it because everyone goes crazy? I think crescent moons are kind of creepy too. But anyways, let's make it a crescent moon. Let's not be stereotypical. Walking through the cemetery, crescent moon hangs in the sky. Fog rolls across the ground. 100% true, this story is. 100% true. You're walking through the cemetery and you go, oh man, this place is creepy. I heard that bunch of celebrity ghosts died here. Good thing. Good thing I'm just picked number two. I don't think anything will happen to me if I pick number two. But if you pick number two, you see a figure out in the distance. A woman in white. The world famous La Lorna Ghost. Recently had a movie made about her. The ghost who drowned her own children. And now she spends eternity wailing for her own crimes. She's there. According to this article, 100% true, she's no longer just roaming around Mexico. She's in the Agua Mansa Cemetery, but that's not all. Also there is one of the Earps. Now, not the cool Earp, not Wyatt Earp, but his brother, Morgan Earp. So he's still a celebrity, a, cele- a brother of a celebrity, still a celebrity. You're walking through the cemetery, you see Lilorna, you want to get her autograph. But Morgan Earp sneaks up behind you, and he was hung by the neck, killed. For whatever reason. For being a member of the law. Because weren't the Earps the good guys? Anyways, he was hung with a scratchy rope, according to Backpacker Universe, as opposed to the silk ones they used with everyone else. This rope was particularly scratchy because it says that he strangles you with the scratchy rope. Morgan Earp comes up behind you and says, Say hello to my brother for me, the more famous of us. And as he's strangling you with this rope, number two, LaLorna comes to you and begins vomiting blood down your throat until you both drown and are strangled. According to Backpacker Universe, you have a very, very possible shot of going into the cemetery and being killed by LaLorna and Morgan Earp. This article is not parody. This article is not an April Fool's joke. This is listed as something that can actually happen to you if you go to the cemetery. It's Friday. I'm a little feisty. I find it odd that somebody even thought for one minute that this was believable. That somebody thought that if you go to a cemetery, two celebrities will show up and kill you. One, LaLorna doesn't vomit blood. I don't think even in the most liberal retelling, and that's not political liberal, but I mean in the most fanciful way of telling the story of LaLorna, I don't think she vomits blood. Secondly, Morgan Earp wasn't hung. He was shot to death. 
So scratchy rope or no, he would not strangle you with one. But if you pick number two, enjoy your fictional death. And know that there are a lot of people out there who believe this story. And you proved it to be true. But let's go to DeForest Park in Long Beach. After twilight. The sun has set. Crescent moon in the sky. Fog. It's the exact same environment, except now it's in a forest. And there's no gravestones. And LaLorna may or may not be there, but not in this version. You hear someone laughing in the dark. (laughs) And you turn around and you look through the forest. You remember stories of a serial killer here. Who used to bring his victims out here. And then bury them. Hoping that their skin would rot underground and then he would dig them up and wear their skin. Which serial killer, you ask? Nobody knows. Backpacker Universe didn't tell us. When did he operate? How many victims did he have? Nobody knows. There's no references to who this supposed serial killer is. But but you, you're walking through the forest. And this fictional serial killer, who's supposedly 100% true, still wants his skin. He jumps on you and digs sharp nails into your love handles and begins peeling you like a ripe banana in the summer sun. As he's lifting your skin off, he whispers in your ear, If you pick number four, you're the perfect fit. And then he just wears your skin around. Now, again, I don't want to hammer this point home, but if this guy existed, there wouldn't be any ghost hunters left. They'd all be skinned alive. This stuff, again, remember, haunted places that can make you scream. This stuff will happen to you if you go here. This stuff will happen to you. Now, we're going to the Ortega Highway. They make delicious salsa, but they also make delicious death. Ortega Highway. This is in San Juan Capistrano. You're driving down the road. You know what? Just for the sake of this stupid article, Jason Jalopy's back in action. It's back to its old, broken-down self. Can barely get us around, but we love it. We love the Jason Jalopy, and we are driving down the Ortega Highway. And in front of us, we see a bicycle riding. But not just any bicycle. A ghost bicycle, which has to be the most least threatening ghost vehicle possible. Ghost bicycle, ghost tricycle, creepy. Ghost car, terrifying. Even a ghost dirigible would seem almost like an alien life form, but a ghost bicycle is ridiculous. There's nothing threatening about it at all. There's nothing even threatening about someone on a bicycle. They could have a machine gun and you're going to be like, what are you going to do? You can't shoot me. You need both hands. But this bicyclist is riding in front of us. Now, it's not just that. I push you out of the car and you go, why? And I'm like, because you chose a number. Meet your fate. And now it's just you and the bicyclist in the middle of the road. And I'm just sitting safely in the newly repaired Jason Jalopy. Covered in Dead Rabbit Radio merch, Dead Rabbit Radio uh, seat covers, Dead Rabbit Radio steering wheel column, Dead Rabbit Radio spinning rims, little Dead Rabbit logo spinning around. And you're out there in the middle of this hot summer heat with you and this ghost bicyclist. So how does he attack you? 
He doesn't drown you with blood. He doesn't choke you with an imaginary rope. He doesn't skin you. He takes his head off and rolls it across the ground. And as it's rolling towards you, the head goes, if you pick number one, he bowls you over. That's it. Actually, you don't die from this one. This one, it just bowls you over. But this story has some quotes, has some great quotes. Here's a couple quotes from this story. People who actually saw this fictional thing that the author made up. The bizarre thing is that he uses his own head to bowl his victims over. Don't know how they verify that. Who are the victims? When did this happen? Has anyone ever seen this before? One witness said that he couldn't believe his eyes when he saw a bicycle helmet skidding along the ground. If a bicycle helmet sliding across the ground makes you rub your eyes and go, What? You live in a cave. That is such a mundane thing. Now, it's not something that you want to see, because it usually means that someone lost their helmet, but then you just pick it up and a guy goes, Oh, that's where my helmet went. It's not unlikely or illogical to see a bicycle helmet moving across the ground. Odd? Maybe. But not, I couldn't believe my eyes. I'm surprised they didn't say, I almost went up to Jesus when I saw the bicycle helmet fall across the ground. It's not shocking. It's not shocking at all. And apparently, this guy knocks you over. That's it. He doesn't kill you. He puts his head back on and gets back on his bicycle and walks away. Rides away, actually, unless he's pushing his bike uphill. Tell me again, you have a ghost bicycle. What is the least... You have ghosts who look like wraiths. They're like flying around with chains and rags. You have ghosts in Elizabethan clothing. You have slave ghosts in like ragged slave clothes. A ghost in biker shorts and a super tight t-shirt that has a racing logo on it? That's not a scary ghost. There's no way you can make that ghost scary. At all. A ghost on a bicycle. But we're not done with our tour. We're going to the Whaley House. We're going to San Diego. The Whaley House is an abandoned house. But you can break into it. Like any house, you can break into any house. The moon is quarter full, which actually I think is still a crescent. But anyways, you break into the Whaley House. You're walking around with your flashlight, moving through the darkness, shining it around. Flashlights don't make noise, but yours does. You smell the smell of burning wood. Sandalwood. It smells quite good, actually. You're like, I need to pick up some incense on the way home. And then it turns to the smell of a woman's perfume. And right when your nose starts to get used to this new pleasant smell, you hear a baby crying. Now, you know the story of the Whaley House. At least this fictional version of you does, before you went into the house. You know that it's haunted by two ghosts. A baby, a little baby ghost, which is, that's terrifying. A baby ghost on a bicycle in bicycle shorts, that's scary. A baby ghost. And then the baby ghost's older sister, Violet, who tragically killed herself. And according to this website, is, quote, still angry at the world, including the living. And what this woman does is as you're moving through the darkness of the house, looking for the crying baby. Because you don't know if it's real or not. Maybe the one time you go is the time a real baby shows up. Just happens to be, parks his bike outside, goes inside, gets lost. You're moving through the darkness of the house. And Violet is moving around the shadows behind you. You see, there is no baby. There is no baby ghost. Just Violet in the house. 
And she mimics the sound of the baby, the one sound that tugs at everyone's heartstrings, or the one sound they hate the most, they'll do anything to stop the sound of a crying baby. Either one works. So as you're moving through the house looking for this baby, she's stalking you. And right before her icy hands pull you into her dark world, never to escape, you hear her whisper in your ear, If you picked number three, you're mine forever. Now, we go to Stockton. And in Stockton is a place called Eight Mile Road. You're driving down Eight Mile Road, and you see a woman dressed in all white standing on the side of the road. It's a full moon now. And she's completely lit up by the moon. And you know in your heart of hearts that this is one of the famed women in white. Maybe LaLorna. Maybe she's traveling from the cemetery. But there's hundreds of stories about women in all white walking around the sides of roads. Either brides who got killed in accidents, or just vengeful spirit, or a phantom hitchhiker. They almost are always wearing white in these legends. And you see one, and you think, that's it, I'm a ghost hunter. I'm seeing a real-life apparition. I want to meet this woman in white. Maybe it'll be a love connection. Maybe I'll turn that white dress a little, you know, maybe I'll... uh, do a little, I don't know, I'm, I don't know what innuendo I'm going for, but basically, maybe you'll bang the ghost and she won't be able to wear white at her wedding, is what I'm trying to say in my bizarre Ronnie Dangerfield impression. So, it was like more of a yogi bear. But anyways, hey boo-boo, I'm going to take this woman's virginity. So, you pull over to meet this woman in white. Hop, pop out with your camera, you're going to prove ghosts exist. Backpacker Universe would never steer you wrong. This place is really haunted. You jump out of your car, and as you run up to the woman to take her photos, you notice something. She's laughing. But not just laughing. She's laughing at you. And that's when you see, coming out of the bushes alongside of the road, figures crawling on the ground, like worms, just kind of pulling themselves along the ground. There's a ton of them. Dozens of people scooting around on their shoulders, can't move their arms, just kind of inching across the desert floor. I don't know if it's in the desert. It's in Stockton, actually. They're inching across this barren road towards you. And oddly enough, you recognize these people as people who had gone missing on this same road. Fellow ghost hunters, even, looking up at you, imploring you to run, but they can't say anything. They can just inch across the dirt towards you. And that's when you feel a cold hand reach into your back and with one swift tug, pull out your entire spinal cord, sub-zero style. And as you fall to the ground, completely immobile, except for the ability to kind of move your shoulders an inch along the ground like all the victims before him, you hear a voice go, if you pick number five, takes a big bite out of your spinal column. You're delicious. Now I want you to imagine that you've picked your numbers, you've died your ways that you died. I want you to imagine you're an editor for a website called Backpackerverse. No matter what number you picked, you're an editor for this website. And a journalist who writes for you, you say, hey, I got an assignment for you. I just want you to go find the... Go online, do some research, find the 10 most haunted places in California, 
We'll throw it on, you know, Winchester Mystery House, a couple other stuff, you know, famous stuff, famous stuff. You could do the Presidio, you could, whatever. Just go get me the 10 most haunted places in California. Bring me the article. You have until noon tomorrow, Parker. Get on it! And then you go about doing your business. And then the next day, a journalist brings to you an article and you're like, 10 most haunted places in California that'll make you scream. This is gold, Parker! And then you read those stories. 100% made up. Like I started off with, I started off talking about the first, the Morgan Earp thing. Really just kind of shoot that one down. There is no place on earth where ghosts eat your spines or throw their heads at you. I've never heard of that stuff before. And this stuff, the again, there's 10 of them. I left out five of them because it was just stuff like, you walk through a cemetery and a bunch of maggots show up. Of course, it's a cemetery. I'll give them credit for that one, just because that's fairly logical. But one of them was in Sacramento, about the old tunnels under Sacramento. The old tunnels in Sacramento are haunted. There are sightings of a ghost in the buildings that were built over the tunnels. That's legit. Put that in your list. They said if you go under those tunnels of Sacramento, a bunch of rats show up, and then a giant morphine dude like T2 comes out of the ground and will kill you. And it states only one person's ever left the tunnels alive. That's not true. That's not true at all. You People go down there all the time. That's where all the junkies live. I'll say this. I wouldn't recommend going down there because the junkies may kill you. But people go down there. 100% fictional. 100% fake. I'm besides myself when I was reading this article. Now, listen, I'm just, you know, I, I don't want to go too much on, like, you, you don't have to take this stuff seriously, but you don't have to make stuff up. I would have loved to have been sitting there as this author turned in this article. Because it's either this guy either believes these things are true, or it's 100% made up. And if it's 100% made up, he convinced someone it was true, which I think is absolutely hilarious. I think we've gotten to a point where you can basically say anything that involves ghosts or demons or something, and someone will believe it. Ripping someone's spine out. Can you imagine living in a world where that happened? Can you imagine the news report? Can you imagine watching the news and being like, there's another death on 8 Mile Road today. We don't know what happened to him, but his spine appears to be eaten out. But the funny thing is, is like, part of me wants to live in that world. Like, no, I don't want to get my spine eaten out. And I will say the one of the Whaley House actually was a creepy short ghost story. They could have said 10 creepy (laughs) made-up stories we made. But it's this weird thing because on the one hand, I read this and I go, this is completely fictional. I can't believe this. This seems like it should be in The Onion making fun of ghost hunters. This stuff's totally made up, rolling heads after people. Come on, that's totally fake. But on the other hand, I'm thinking, wouldn't it be cool? Wouldn't it be awesome if there was that level of a threat, that level of a paranormal threat out there? And that's why I I also wanted to highlight this. One, I thought it was funny that people actually could put this, and people believe this. I'm sure there are a lot of people who've read this website uncritically, and go, oh, better not go to the Whaley house. Someone might imitate a baby and pull me into another dimension. But, like I said at the beginning, I want you to imagine living in a world like this. Could you imagine living in a world where the Bermuda Triangle was real? And you knew if you flew across it, there was a chance you would go back in time. Or, that you, if you went out to this graveyard, La Lorna would vomit blood down your mouth. It's funny because you, you want it to be true. 
You want this stuff to be true. That's what I find so fascinating about this stuff. This is the world that I that I want. That doesn't mean it's cool to write about. That doesn't mean that you should lie to people. But this is the world I think we all want to live in. The world where conspiracies are real. The world where ghosts are everywhere and they can hurt you. You can communicate with them. You can make deals with the devil. You can make deals with the angels. You can experience the reality that is above reality. A world where the paranormal posed a real threat would be a terrifying world. It would be an exciting world. It would be a world where everything was questioned and nothing was taken for granted. When your child tells you there's a monster under your bed, you would call the police. Life in that world, to paraphrase a great man, would be terrifying, brutal, and short. But it would be one hell of a ride. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. Twitter is Jason O. Carpenter. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great weekend, guys. Ha 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 